162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, the Deshaun Watson suspension is in. And of course, the outrage is flowing fast and easy. MLB trades are flying. Hater, Mancini, Soto to follow. The LIV has an official world golf ranking problem. His name is Bozo, and that explains a lot. And there's a clause for that. Your 30-minute bonus express and naughty word version of Pure Me is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Thank you for downloading. I am sitting right now in my Russ Darrow Jeep Grand Cherokee L version, the extended version, in the parking lot of the so-called 60-yard line house outside of Lambeau Field for our continuing Packers training camp week on 97.3 The Game and statewide on The Game Network. It's been a fun week so far, just one day in the books, but I saw a lot, got a tour of everything and sat and watched practice for about an hour and a half, videotaped the specific sessions of training camp that were allowable to be videotaped and or photographed, and they give you a little sheet that says session five, seven, and nine, but no special teams, and you can do this, this, and this. And I'm just like, really? There are no secrets that are being revealed to the general public and or the media in any of the shit they're doing. And here's how I know why. Not just my many years of experience of covering the NFL, but I know this because, let me tell you a tale. Let me sit on my lap here, tell you about old 2012 and one Robert Griffin Dutois of the then Washington Redskins. Robert Griffin III 
in training camp, we thought nothing of what was going on. We saw a little bit of this, a little bit of that, preseason-wise. We didn't see anything in the games in the preseason that would indicate this. Then week one rolls out in New Orleans, on the road, and bam! Here comes Robert Griffin III on a whole array of 50 series plays, as they call them, or zone read options, or keepers, or option play. Just... He was a running quarterback as much as a throwing quarterback, and they fucked the Saints up good and hard because they didn't see it coming. The media didn't see it coming. Nobody saw it coming. They kept it tightly under wraps because they knew he wasn't going to be a pocket passer right out of the gate coming out of Baylor. They had to design something that would work right now and credit the Shanahai for doing that. But the Redskins, an organization that can't keep anything secret, actually kept that secret, and it was a great week one opening blitz, a surprise attack, a Pearl Harbor of sorts. That's why an organization that has their shit together, like the Green Bay Packers, they're not going to show any shit out there that you need to see in practice. But they have rules about what you can and can't film, so I followed the rules. All of this stuff in training camp, oh, by the way, has no bearing, no significance, no consequence on what's going to happen a month and a week and a half from now, September 11th, the start of the first full Sunday in the NFL. It doesn't mean that it's not worth doing for them. It's just really not worth us covering in the media. And yet, I counted the full photog, photog, the, or the video crews that were out there for various TV stations, one, two, three, four, five, six, at least seven different big cameras on big tripods getting footage of the players running out of the locker room and a few practice plays that they were allowed to film. And I'm like, this is all such nuts, such nuts. This is all crazy that, that, that the media, that we do all this, <laughs> we're, we're over covering practice All you need to do is at the end of August, when the preseason is over, say, okay, here's who got hurt in August practicing and or playing in exhibition games, which they don't want you to call exhibition games, and the first game is Sunday, and we'll see how it goes, because that's all you know. That's all that matters. But instead, it's reporting on who looks good, who doesn't look good. And Right now, the buzz in Packer camp is that the defense is so good, so loaded, that the offense isn't doing shit. In, in their limited practice so far. They're not even in full pads yet, not even close. They were wearing something called protective shirts today, which I got to see up close, and they had little pads smaller than even your tiny shoulder pads that aren't even the game shoulder pads, and there was like bumps on the back of their shoulders, which, I don't know, were nubs, protective nubs? So it's a grand waste of time. These poor beat writers have to be here every day covering all this stuff, noting it all, tweeting it out. Then they get yelled at by idiots online about something they tweet about a practice that is not going to affect anything come September. They're away from their families, spend a ton of hours. The waiting, too, that's the other part. Got to wait for practice to start, wait in line, wait for the locker room to open, and yada, yada, yada. All that said... I loved it today because I've never seen really 
training camp or football players go at it that close in person before. Because we got to stand, the media did, like right on the sideline, basically, of the practice field. And just to see the size and the scope and the athleticism, the fluidity with which these apex predators move. Oh, it's incredible. It was also fun to watch and interesting to see just how well-organized this massive field of a hundred or so players and more coaches and more trainers and Gatorade guys and Gatorade gals running around. And it all just flowed, tight practice. There was never any standing around or, hey, what are we doing? Where are we going? It was boom, all right, move, and everyone goes down here. They do this, go down there, and they do that. That was fun to watch and just sort of observe the kind of precision that goes into it. But again, none of this needs to be reported on. It's practice. I feel like Allen Iverson more and more all the time. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, practice. (laughs) Where you know what the other team is doing because, wait for it, wait, it's your own team. Anyway, we were out there. It was fun to watch. It was really amazing. These guys are fucking monsters. They're all incredible athletes. Defense is apparently ahead of the offense here because uh, at one point, which the only the only part I gleaned, the only interesting part I gleaned from practice, I had to ask Kuhn. John Kuhn, our f- former Packer fullback, two-time Super Bowl champion, once with the uh, Steelers, once with the Packers, should have been once with the Saints, but that's a different story. I said, what did you see out there today? He goes, well, did you notice on that last uh, full 11-on-11 set of plays, the Packers didn't have Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith on the field? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I didn't notice that, but why? He said, because they're the two best edge rushers, and I think they wanted the offense to just get something going, just to get a win out there. And I said, interesting, because normally they would not be held out. Okay, the Deshaun Watson suspension is in, and of course the outrage is flowing fast and easy. I'm not outraged by it. I think, for once, I can't believe what I thought was a sensible suspension. Six games was the number, and that's what he got. Judge Sue L. Robinson based her decision on a variety of factors, including his otherwise good record, being a first-time offender prior to the 34 women who alleged he said, hey, would you touch my winky while giving me a groin massage? And that his behavior was nonviolent sexual conduct and factored all this stuff in. I read a snippet of her decision, not the whole thing. And she talked about, oh, by the way, the NFL is adding to their definition of what the personal conduct policy is after these things came out with Deshaun Watson, a post hoc, as it were, sort of set of standards, which is, from a legal standpoint, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Bullshit. Yeah, that's it. She also said that there was going to be problems comparing this suspension to other suspensions based on the, quote, personal conduct clause. More on that in a second. Put a pin in it. She said that his pattern of behavior was egregious. Alleged pattern. I need to say that. But notes that his, that behavior was nonviolent, and that's part of her decision. 
The problem is that now people are saying, and one of the parts of the suspension from Judge Robinson was that he showed no contrition. No contrition. Well, I'm sorry, but this is some Soviet show trial level of nonsense here. He was accused by a whole lot of women of a criminal act that was never enough to even bring a single charge against him. They looked at it and they said, nah, we don't think he got a case there. In part because, hey, it's, a, it's truly a he said, she said. It's two people, one room, a towel that he brought in, weirdo, some oil, and his penis. That's it. How are you going to know for sure what actually happened? He said, she said. Now, the pattern seems to reinforce that he was a creep. And by the way, I don't doubt that he was a creep, but legally speaking... They had nothing on him. So is he not, does he forfeit the right then to maintain his innocence? Yeah, but he paid off all these women in civil cases. Doesn't that imply guilt? No. What are you, first day of law school? Not at all. He's besieged by lawsuits. He is a guy sitting on a $230 million contract. The lawsuits and the payouts civilly, I'm guessing, were for low five figures, maybe ramping up to a six-figure settlement, perhaps, for one or two of the women. So a couple hundred thousand dollars, all told. Of course he's going to write those checks and settle those cases civilly. But he didn't show any contrition. Is he not allowed to maintain his innocence? I guess not. Now, the last year situation is complicated because I think it was a de facto soft paid suspension because they weren't going to play him with all this hovering around. But right before all this stuff came out, he demanded a trade from the Texans. So was it them keeping him off the field in order to preserve his value in case they got a good trade offer and they could move him? Or was it the NFL saying, wink, wink, we'd rather you not play him. Tough to say. Six games seems about right. The bottom line is the NFL should not be in this business, and I've said this from the very start. They should say, hey, this is why we have a criminal justice system. This is why we have a civil justice mechanism here for, right, for wrongs or torts that don't rise to the level of being crimes. And oh, by the way, the NFL should say, look, we don't employ him. The team employs him. Teams are free to cut anybody whom they think are just so untouchably, irredeemably, holy shit, we couldn't possibly look at our sponsors and say, yep, that's our guy. They're allowed to do that. We're not in this business. Pro Football Talk had a tweet saying, I'm sure this is just a weird coincidence, but the personal conduct policy has suddenly disappeared from the items made available to the media at the NFL Communications website. Hmm. As far as comparisons go, well, let's see. Josh Gordon was plagued by weed and by positive drug tests that were in the micro, I mean, just in the tenths of a point percentage. I mean, I don't know tiny amounts over the legal limit. But he was stuck in that spin cycle forever. 
Then there is the Calvin Ridley gambling one. Whole season suspension, loss of salary for gambling just $1,500 on NFL parlays, which, by the way, they're companies that they partner with and uh, encourage people, play a parlay. If the first two legs don't hit, you get it for free. It's not fair. It's not equal. But it is what it is. How about Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer gets a 324-game MLB suspension. That's two years for a non-criminal sexual assault allegation. While disturbing, yes. Weird, uh uh-huh. But it never rose to an actual charge, much less a conviction. 324 games, two years, that'll cost him $60 million. Meanwhile, Deshaun, because he's got a great agent, structured his contract so that this first year with the Browns is the cheapest year on the books for him, and he will only lose, excuse my voice, he will only lose $300,000 and change because of the six-game suspension. I know. Outrage. Let me type away at my keyboard. Wait, shh, shh. I think you can hear it if you listen real quiet. There it is. It's the Christine Brennan USA Today column that's coming that is full of righteous indignation about this situation. When the column comes, somebody please take a you know link of it, email it my way. I'd love to see it because... I know it's coming. I, I don't read her or USA Today on the regular, but it's just, it's coming. MLB trades are flying. As I sit and record this out here in the car on a Monday afternoon, there's still too much evolving that I don't have the full rundown. But Josh Hader, the all-star closer for the Milwaukee Brewers, is on the move to San Diego for a small handful of both major leaguers and prospects that has left the baseball nerdorati underwhelmed, shall we say. All I know is that David Stearns, their GM, has been doing pretty good so far. He has taken a mid-market team, not mid-market, small market, I don't know how you want to call Milwaukee, without infinity money like the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Red Sox. And he has taken them to being a playoff team slash contender now for four straight years. They're currently in first place in the division. I think he's doing all right. They have a guy in Devin Williams who's their eighth inning guy. He doesn't throw as hard as Hader. In fact, his signature pitch is a changeup that nobody can seem to get on top of. And he just recorded his 30th consecutive scoreless inning. So they're going to move right him right into closer. And then they're going to move one of the guys they got from the Padres into the eighth inning. I don't think it makes much of a, of a difference. Now, was it enough in return? Again, I'm, I'm not baseball prospectus. How would I fucking know? You can show me all the charts and you can send me all the emails and go, here's why it wasn't enough. But then there's fans that say, oh, the Brewers don't want to win. They don't want to go all in. Well, would define all in. Maybe if you argued they should have traded Hader for a bat, that would have been better. A right now bat that they would have rather had a premium bat that might expire at the end of the year. A free agent bat 
to be for Hader. But I don't know what that bat would be. I don't know what it looks like, how much it costs, who's available. So I'm okay with it. Uh, Trey Mancini to the Astros. I think last I checked, but then I'm hearing the guys in the house here going, whoa, whoa, could be a third team on this. And then, of course, Soto is waiting the wings. He will be the big one. 162 games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a MyBookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. To golf. Living la vita loca. Henrik Stenson with the statement, I will tip my cap to the three-wood bombing Swede who packed it up his critics' asses by winning right after dropping the captaincy in the Ryder Cup, taking a ton of shit for it. He goes out at 48, is he now? And wins at Trump Bedminster in New Jersey. Afterwards, he said, well, I think I answered the question. I played like a captain today. Ah, 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 yeah, yeah, captain. Okay. All right. Okay. The fans were in the thousands, they say. Tickets were going on the secondary market for as low as $1, which makes you wonder, is it really worth putting it online for a buck? They don't even have an app yet for the Live Tour, which is absolutely gobsmacking to me. You're spending billions, billions of dollars on this thing. Not a fucking app to be found. And your website is straight shit. Trust me. And the streaming is not reliable. I'd fucking stream it just to see what it looks like. And yet it's hard to do. Their streaming numbers are also pathetic right now. Now they could say, look, this is a soft launch. We're going to get it up to speed. Don't you worry. Not only are we going to get a better website, we're going to get an app, and we're going to get a TV deal. And then look out. Yeah, for what? Mickelson and Shambo finished 
34th and 35th, respectively. Exciting times. Top of the leaderboard had stars. Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, some of the European guys you know. But how about my boy, Jediah Morgan, the Aussie mini tour player who somehow in the live finished DFL again, dead fucking last. Made $125,000, give or take, for that. Good for Jediah Morgan. Bubba Watson's coming to the tour. He'll probably knock Jediah Morgan off the live tour. But he'll always be able to tell his grandkids, I did this. The big problem for the live tour, and this is the ball game here. This is the whole ball of wax. Whether it survives or not four years down the road. Remember, what did I call the live tour? A bad idea with a lot of runway. It's a comically overloaded, solid gold 747 full of money and gold bricks and Pat Perez being a douchebag, but it's got a lot of runway, so it can rumble down the runway without flying for a long time. But at some point, the runway ends, and you got to clear the trees at the end of the runway. I don't think this tour is going to do that, because I think it's a, it's a flawed concept, but Anyway, Dave Shedlosky, great piece, Golf Digest, about the official World Golf Rankings. And it would seem like their application to get World Golf Ranking points would be dead on arrival. They lack several criteria that are clearly, clearly spelled out in their bylaws, such as you have to have fields of 75 players on average or more. You have to have a cut. You have to play 72 holes of golf, uh, not 54. You have to have a way to play yourself onto the tour. And the number one clause in the official world golf rankings on which tours could get points is that you have to foster an air of inclusivity, which is a touchy-feely kind of a bullshit thing. However, if Saudi Arabia is backing the tour, does the... World golf ranking people have the right to go, well, you know, he's still not very friendly to the gays. So, yeah, that could be a problem right there. Now, they're trying to create a way that you could qualify for the tour. There's a lot of things going on that may fix this application. But the piece also, the article in Golf Digest by Dave Shedlosky points out that usually the review process is two years long, one to two years long. And there's usually a waiting period a probationary period before they start giving out world golf ranking points. And you can't then revert to some other scheme once you've been approved for world golf ranking points. It just seems like this is not going to happen. But this brings me to one of the more gobsmacking moments on my mower on Sunday morning cutting the grass. I was listening to a very popular golf podcast by the name of Foreplay from the boys at Barstool. Now, I want to be fans of this podcast, and I have given it a listen on more than a few occasions. But when moments like this happen, I'm like, wait a minute, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Here was Riggs, the leader of this group of knuckleheads, admitting he has no idea how the official world golf rankings soup is made take a listen if they hold that if they take that away from live and they don't allow it to go to them that's huge 
That would be huge for the PJ Tour, and I'm sure Jay Monahan's working the phones however he can to make sure that you can't get world ranking points to go to live. Because at that point, then it's just it's just it's it becomes another league, and it's viable, and they can get the points, and they can still play in the majors. Let me ask you this: Who's who controls world ranking points? I was going to ask that same question because I don't know. Is it God? Is God up there? Like, like Loki, or it's like the yeah. Uh, I forget the, the name. Time, uh, the time. Yeah. There's yeah. like someone that just decides it all. Right. Like we think like there's like leaders, it's like presidents, and there's like the Freemasons. Come, there's like, actually like a, world a collection point? of four people sitting around like in space. They're just <laughs> they're, they're just all doing everything. <laughs> That's right. That's like honestly what it might be. I don't know. I, is it the official world golf ranking like? panel website who is is it just some guy who runs the website like boy i got a lot of pressure now he's well, just like i'm a coder i don't I know just, i don't know who should have it. i just been doing this question, dumb like excel spreadsheet on a website and you guys are i'm determining the future of golf they've done a good job because they make it so complicated that they're the only ones who know how it works the website's like black and like hard to read it's tough. And there's numbers and yeah. arrows everywhere website. it is it's a shit website uh i don't know who controls it i really honestly have no idea <laughs> Um, but that person has a lot on their plate right now. A golf lot on their plate. Golf might just be going down. Or going up. They want to give us $25 million yeah, each. True. We'll fucking be there. Uh, the Fairy. golf we currently know is going down. Big time. I mean, I but love like Golf in general has to be going up right now. I love Fairy. Has, has golf uh, ever been more in the news about anything? Well, golf's, golf's, on, golf's doing great right now. Golf's but it, we're just saying. As good as it could be right now. In terms of the... Um, Professional landscape. I think it's yeah. sad right now. PGA Tour is go is is in a bad spot. PGA Tour is in a bad spot. That's okay. Right, yeah. All right. Did you uh did you learn anything there? Did that two minutes make you smarter? Now look, I get it. They're a young lifestyle podcast that's sort of about golf and a lot about them. It's like I say about my radio show. It's a me show that has a lot of sports in it. But at the same time. I'm stunned that in all of their travels, and these guys do a ton of amazing shit. They go to the President's Cup before the pandemic all the way down in Australia, before that country reverted to a COVID penal colony like it began. They go to all these tour events. They go to the Masters. They meet all these tour players. They're buddies with guys like Kisner. I'm jealous. No question, or no, I'm envious. I'm envious. No question about it. But fuck, how do you not absorb at some point the basic mechanisms of something pretty important like the official world golf rankings? How is that possible? Even if you didn't know the specifics of, well, who is the official world? I'll tell you, it's the heads of the four majors and their associations. That'd be the RNA Martin Slumbers for the Open Championship, the PGA and Seth Wah. For the PGA Championship, that's the PGA of America. The Masters, Fred Ridley, and the USGA's Mike Juan for the U.S. Open. Oh, and the PGA Tours uh, boss, Jay Monahan, is on that panel as well. And there's a couple other smaller donks that I didn't get the names from, but that's the bottom line. Who's? I, I don't even know who it is. Who is that? How does that work? I mean, Wow. I guess if you're going to brag about not knowing shit, lean into it, I suppose. But here's the other thing. How do they not absorb at some point along their incredible, charmed golf life travels some basic knowledge? How are they not curious? Because that was the first thing I wondered. And when I go, 
yeah, word golf ranking points. Well, how is that going to work exactly? And I actually took a moment to do a little research. I know, once in a while. The other thing is that uh, Riggs went to Harvard. <laughs> so he should be somewhat smart. Now, he's a former hockey player at Harvard. And maybe there was lower standards to get in if you're an athlete, but I, I don't think so. So he got into Harvard, played hockey there. And I didn't know his real name was Sam Bazoian. And I didn't know that just as Dave Portnoy didn't know it until Riggs got well-established at Barstool as the golf guy. Take a listen. Someone tweeted me today, which is a great point. How is your last name not Bozo? I mean, your nickname, because your la- it seems like a, your last name is Bosnian? Bozoian. B-O-Z-O. Yeah. It seems like one of the most all-time. Oh, it was Bozo for a long time. And then how to go to Riggs? Because I was like, I'm going to write under Riggs. We got hoodwinked. Oh, we, we're the only ones who call you Riggs? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got hoodwinked. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's... That's a, hey, you know what, Riggs? But you know what, Bozo? I'm going to shake your hand because that's Bozo. how you get out in front of it. Bozo. That's how you get out in front of it. Bozo is the most natural. Literally every one of my friends calls me Bozo. Every single one. <laughs> like, every a, single one. That's a genius move. He K-Mark got out goes, in front K-Mark of K-Mark it. Like, way you, in front of it. K-Mark was like, what do you want to write under? I was like, oh, that middle name's Riggs. And he was like, yeah, sure, whatever. That was it. <laughs> uh, now, I, I do find that funny, and I do kind of respect that. But at the same time, shit. Hey, hey Bozo. You're 33 years old or something like that, graduated in 2012. You're immersed in the world of golf. I don't know. Fucking have some curiosity. Research something, for God's sakes. Have one of your your lackeys. I know you got interns. Have them do it for you because that was bad. By the way, the PGA Tour's schedule release confirmed that the waste management next February will land on the Super Bowl as well. Oh, so if you are planning on going out to Arizona this winter, which I am, make sure you get a spot to stay now because it is going to be bonkers. Super Bowl's in Arizona. Waste management is in Arizona same weekend. Peyton Manning is going to host the CMAs, the Country Music Awards. He is a natural. He's got a great gift for both being on stage, on television. He's got a withering sense of sarcasm, timing, and humor. He's fantastic. The problem with Peyton Manning is his Manning cast on Monday Night Football has now spawned a plague of cheap imitators. Dude Perfect is now going to be hosting an alternate broadcast of the Thursday Night Amazon NFL game of the week. Yes, we're living in an alternate universe now. There's going to be two or three alternate broadcasts of the big Thursday, Sunday, Monday night games in the NFL. It's not sustainable. Nobody can be like Peyton Manning and the Manning cast. And this is a crazy idea, but just bear with me here. Some of us want to watch the game and have the announcers, usually a play-by-play man and an analyst or two, call the game, get the numbers right, the yardage, and have the analyst go, here's what happened on that play. And, oh, by the way, here's what I do on this next play because it's third and 11. 
I know that's crazy. We don't necessarily want to hear from everyone else. Dude Perfect, though, has great social media presence. The kids love them. Trick shots. They're apparently a wholesome group of fellas. They do a tour. You can go see them live in person. I have no idea what their show is like live in person, but there you go. I blame it all on Peyton Manning being so good. Here's a factual tweet regarding COVID from one Ian Miller. We'll see if it gets flagged by the evil algorithm on Spotify that keeps flagging any time I say COVID, 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 COVID. Japan, once the darling of C, they know how to do it. They get it right. If only we could be like Japan. Japan right now has obliterated their record for COVID cases despite continued 90 to 95% mask compliance and heavy vaccination. In fact, they just reported the equivalent of 615,000 cases in the U.S. Wonder when the media will start admitting that the universal mask wearing is, um, well, completely ineffective, asks Mr. Miller. Good question. I think the answer is never. And then finally, there's this. There's a clause for that. We know about the Kyler Murray study clause case. Oh, he just tested positive for COVID. I don't know why they're still testing in the NFL, but they are. Bing, five days off. See you later. He's got time now to fulfill his watching film clause in his contract. Deshaun Watson now has a clause that says he must use Browns approved and team massage therapists. (laughs) Duh. We had to put that in writing, huh? It's funny. You think they wouldn't have to put that in there, but just to cover their bases, they're like, yeah, we're not going to do the Instagram thing anymore. So just we, we have masseuses. Use them. And now Zion Williamson is allegedly, according to those close to him, bothered by a weight clause that was put into his new five-year $193 million rookie max contract with escalators that can go up to $231 million. Now, he was absolutely taken off like a rocket ship prior to getting hurt. And I'm not sure it was because he carried so much weight on his frame or not. Certainly can't help. But he's bothered by it, according to the, the Athletic, because they say that People use his apparent weight gains as proof that he doesn't like to work or doesn't care about doing what's necessary to be great. And these are things, including fat jokes, people have made throughout his career. Well, there is an answer to this. Get in shape. It is scientifically, physiologically, we've cracked the code on how to get leaner. And to get more muscular and to not carry as much fat or as much weight. It's done over and over and over again. You're a professional athlete. You can do it if you want. Stop being a fucking baby. And in a day and age where you're making, you're given a $230 million contract, shut the fuck up. Seriously. Williams' new contract states that uh, the Pelicans' big man will have a periodic weigh-in throughout the entirety of his new deal and stipulates that his weight and body fat percentage must be below a combined 295. So that's weight plus BMI. Mm. If his weight is not within the threshold of the deal, he could lose an amount of guaranteed money. Well, shit, that's the way life works, right? There's a clause for that.
and it's not Santa. Sorry. All right, that is a wrap from the front seat of my beautiful Rustero Grand Cherokee L. I'm looking at Lambeau Field. It's a hot summer day here in Green Bay, 85 degrees. Air conditioning is keeping me cool. I got a frat house full of my coworkers that are just waiting for me to get out of the car so I can start grilling the burgers and the brats, and I'm going to do that right now. I do thank you for listening and downloading and being a loyal ZabeCast consumer. Have a great day. Enjoy your Tuesday, everybody, and we will see you next time. One hundred and sixty-two games of baseball a season can feel like a grind to watch, but you can put the excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Getting started is simple: deposit three hundred dollars and play with two hundred dollars instantly. Just use promo code ZABE to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the MyBookie family. Go ahead and sign up today using promo code ZABE to secure your first deposit bonus up to $1,000 with MyBookie. Whatever you put in, they'll meet halfway all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.com.